Well, this is really fun. Uh, my sound cue did not load. Um, so <laughs> that's cool. So I'm going to need everybody to go ahead and pretend that uh, Nine Inch Nails survivalism is playing as an underscore as we have the topic of survivalism today. So, Isn't that right, Joe? So I'm not familiar with that Nine Inch Nails song. What halo is that from? Uh, you know what? Let me... You don't know what a halo is, do you? I do. It's one of the different <laughs> albums, you jackass. Give me a second here. Like, Halo 2 was great, and Halo 8 was great. Are uh, you talking about video games now? <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know that one. Is that after, um, you know, he it kind of went mainstream? Let's see. You know what? So it was from Year Zero, which came yeah, out in there, Yes, Year Zero, 2007. So, okay, here we go. Come on, you bitch. Ugh, nothing's working today. God, you're a bitch. I know. It's fantastic. This is, <laughs> this is great. This is great podcasting. This is All great. right. Okay, so here we go. Okay. Hey, welcome to That Was Disappointing. <laughs> We're living <laughs> up for dead like that. Never happened. You got your host Art here with my uh, my disappointing partner Joe. Partner as far as the show goes, not in life. We couldn't stand each other. And uh, behind me, it, I know, cry Joe, is Trent Reznor singing survivalism because today's topic is survivalism. And to talk about Which it, we halo are. is it from? Not from a halo, you asshole. <laughs> we have our survivalism specialist, Tim. He's back for more pain and punishment and it's a long time, enjoy, right, Tim? Yeah, it's, it's been a minute, and uh, of course, I'm, I'm here to take whatever you want. I got my Sorry, you were saying what? <laughs> exactly. No, I, I just saying, yeah, it's been a long time, and I'm here to take whatever you out, even high volume music blasted in my ears. Which is nice. fine when it's nice nails because I can listen to that all day. That's right. And uh, like Joe. So uh, how are you tonight, Joe? You good? I'm good. I have a. It's been a long day. Sorry, did you say something, Joe? Can I tell you about my drink? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, Doctor Pepper and Jim. <laughs> Jim Beam. <laughs> okay, that's enough out of that. This would be so much better the audience. Dr. Coke, Dr. Pepper and Jim Beam? What are you drinking, Art? Well, I'm uh, back on my uh, whiskey and pickleback routine. Whiskey so dick! Gonna... Whiskey dick! So I'm going to go ahead and um, pour myself a shot here. So cheers. Slancha. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Tim is and Now I'm going to have my pickleback. Ooh, you just heard that fermentation gas escape. <laughs> What do you have, Tim? Uh, I got some uh, cracking black roast rum and milk. And, and milk? Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, coffee rum, so a little bit of milk. And, uh, it basically tastes like iced coffee with, you know, alcohol. Nice. Yay, I yay. like it. All right. So how shall we kick this off, Joe? Well, um, do, you, do you want me to start in on some survivalism? Well, it, it seems like I'm the one who always starts with the topics and, you know, our popularity has just been exploding as of late. So do you think I should continue that trend going or do you think you should bring us down a notch here and uh, and ask your topic for a start? Uh, well, I mean, I, I guess I would 
say uh, you you clearly been looking at a different set of numbers than I have. <laughs> so, uh, I know. Why, why fuck with something if it ain't broke? So go ahead, Joe, kick it off. Well, I was going to ask um, because you know it, it, you know there there's a lot of doom and gloom uh, nowadays. Um, uh, I'm not going to talk too much about something that's happening in the world right now because that's for a <laughs> a very special segment later in this episode. BBJ. But I. But I will say that, um, you know, that they, you know, we do have the, what's it called, the atomic clock that, you know, every once in a while that they say, like, oh, you know, it's it's two minutes of midnight, it's five minutes of midnight. So, oh, yeah. In the event that the worst comes to pass and, you know, the bombs start falling and everything else, where would you all want to be? Would you want to be close to a uh to like a city cap you know to like a capital you know something that is going to be taken out instantly so that you know you can die relatively soon or uh would you rather be out in let's say montana or you know the dakotas or you know you know some other bumfuck place that is going to you know hopefully not incur too much wrath and um you know perhaps you can start your survive was an adventure or um you know <laughs> good luck with that or um you know or uh you know if you die it'll be you you know at least months um rather than weeks why don't we start with you well actually i i guess i could say my piece uh first you know I, you know just vaporize me just get it over with please it's you know this life sucks i'm i'm probably like the klingons <laughs> so you'd want to go down with the ship i got you yeah it's it's like you know that seems like so much hard work it it <laughs> it, 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 it reminds me of um there was a film that was back in like the 50s uh you know back during the whole cold war era and it was uh it was like 50s or 60s and there was a nuclear war and um if i recall correctly the film was set in australia i'm sure i could google this uh but it's uh like you know there's a nuclear war you know australia is like the last touch place on like the planet but slowly and surely the fallout is starting to close in and like every day you know everyone there is living their life to like the fullest uh knowing that the end is coming shortly and you know there's like a big you know uh, meeting each morning, like the town square and each day, it's like less and less people there. So, you know, more and more coming to like the nuclear fallout. That doesn't sound very enjoyable. Like to me, just please just get it over with. <laughs> Is what do you this, say? Art? This, uh, does this happen to be, uh, might not be, I was trying to think, is it on the beach? I believe it is with Gregory Peck and Fred Astaire. Maybe it is. Uh, let me let me check while you give your answer here. But uh, please go ahead, Art. Oh, sure. Um, I well, having played numerous hours of Fallout, I feel that I'm uniquely <laughs> qualified to survive uh, in the wilds and the wastes. But I'm also a fan of nature, and I prefer the cold. So you know what? Ship my ass up to Nome, Alaska, and. Let me ride it out because I feel like there's got to be at least not just enough distance, but some mountain ranges and perhaps a, a certain way that the wind blows where the fallout might not come there. 
And if all else fails, then put me over in fucking Greenland. Because that seems like that's always been a pretty chill spot when it comes to the things happening. Uh, I, I'm, I'm down. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the HBO limited series Station Eleven. And it was uh, just a great way to see a post-apocalyptic world that we haven't seen before. Where people actually, you know, go back to their caravans and it's it's you know it's not all out fucking you know dog eat dog war but it's it's interesting and it's like we kind of go back to this sort of renaissance period of traveling shows and and groups and stuff i don't know it just seems very romantic to me um but i also i'm a big fan of of post-apocalyptic survival stories like the stand and things like that so i think i just really be interested in trying to live it and also be great to have all my debt cleared and know that chances are <laughs> all the club people I thought were assholes <laughs> are dead. So it really feeds into a lot of my 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 fantasies. So I'm sorry to tell you, Art, but the first thing that's going to happen when the government does reform is they're going to come for your student loans. God damn it! Yeah, they will. Well, <laughs> and in, actually, in honor of that, uh, you know, actually, hold on, I I have a button for. No, I don't. Yeah, I do. There it is. There. That's what I say. Because you're right. The man does not sleep. Before we get to Tim's answer here, just because we did talk about TV recently, um, I actually love the novel Station Eleven, and I didn't realize that it was, in fact, a TV series now. So thank you, Art. That's something I have to look up. Yeah, I, obviously I didn't read the book because I didn't know until I saw the credits. But <laughs> I think it's a pretty good TV show since it's a limited series. I think it stands on its own. Um, and I uh, and I just love the overall message. I don't think it's spoiling it for anybody how one piece of material can affect so many different people so wildly different. So I thought that's pretty nifty. All right, Tim, what say you, buddy? So it, it kind of depends when you're talking about the bombs dropping and everything, like this situation you were describing sounded very much like there's so much radiation that everyone in the world's basically going to die regardless. And if that's the case, then yeah, I guess take me out quick because what's what's the point but if there's possibility of survival and, and we're talking about survivalism so i'm going to assume there is um yeah definitely we're not somewhere. talking about mass extinction joe you you gotta yeah. give us a fucking snowball's <laughs> chance here yeah there's no survivalism <laughs> with um i feel like uh, i mean you mentioned australia being like one of the last places to like be affected it by it, and it does and it, well but and, and that logically does kind of make sense i mean who's got beef with australia but um <laughs> Actually, New Zealand, I think. I uh, bet they do. Right next door. I know. I'm saying, I, I, that's where I would, I would think would be a cool place to, to be when the bombs drop. Because like, who's, who's, who's going to bother? Like, we're, we're going to be chilling. Everyone else is going to blow each other up. And Australia's be- out to kill itself. So <laughs> yeah, you'll survive true. a bomb, and then you'll get bitten by some fucking little flea, or stung by some tiny jellyfish, and then explode. Well, and that's why I said New Zealand, because it's right next to Australia, but it's not nearly as dangerous. Ah, that's true. I was away <laughs> getting a beer at the time, so my bad. Ah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, uh, New Zealand I, I give, uh, would probably be my choice. I give all the points to Tim for this one. So it sounds like both Art and Tim would like to go the survivalism route. You know, you all would actually like to try and make a last stand, you know, so, so to speak, you know. Uh, restart the world anew, whereas I'm just I'm just done with this shit. That's life. Yep, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Joe quits. Um, big surprise there. 
So it's not BBJ. Not nope. BBJ. Nope. I said that's the way we hold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So um, yeah, my turn. Then I will say, what is one piece of survival advice you've been given that you can remember? to this day it's like it's never left you and it can be anything as mundane as whatever you can imagine or it could be super cool and uh specific so i think for me the coolest one now of course this doesn't help uh, many people unless you're like joe or perhaps myself on occasion if you have glasses that you can use your glasses as a way of starting a fire by refracting the sun's light you can actually focus it down like, you know, if you were a sadist like Joe and I when we were kids and you used to burn up ants, you can use the same thing to start a fire anywhere. And you don't have to sit there and try to hustle unless, you know, it's obviously nighttime or there's no sun to try and, you know, create friction heat. But uh, I, I just remember seeing that once and I thought, God, that's such a great idea. You got this thing right in front of you all this time. All you just need is some glass that has a little bit of, you know, an, an angle or a warp to it. And then, boom, you got a fire starter. So I always thought that was pretty good. Uh, which of you here? Uh, I'm going to go with Tim because I just want to hear from him instead of you, Joe. <laughs> so that's uh, that's actually kind of hard to narrow down. Um, I, I, I was in scouts as a kid and everything and did a lot of camping. I've done a lot of hunting and things like that. So I've, I've had a lot of experience with some survival stuff. But uh, the thing that jumps to the front of my mind, honestly, socks always have extra socks make sure they're dry bring like a plastic baggie with some extra socks you will not regret it that is very fucking true that you don't think about and i learned that the hard way when i got my socks wet at disneyland on splash mountain and within a half hour my feet were in agony as all they were is pruning and starting to get raw and then i thought fuck man and I'm yeah, in just, the middle of civilization. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, think of that on like a I'm bigger boned. scale. Yeah, like if you're out for like a week or, you know, years, if you're in a survival situation, like obviously within years, you'd have time to figure something out. But yeah, like if you're not able to access them right away, like it can mess up your feet really fast. Yeah. All right, Lex, what have you got for us? Mm. Well, I would say the old adage, um, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer would apply because um, there's a lot of great ways that, that you could utilize that with the new world order. Uh, for instance, let's say, you know, going back to fallout that you're being chased by a death call. Well, I don't have to be the, the fastest. I just have to be quicker than the asshole I hate. So it's like, so, so it's, you know, if they're there and they get eaten, you know, or whatever, <laughs> sucks to be them you know it's it's kind of a i wouldn't say like a parasitic thing going on but but i mean you know i do feed off this person kind of so it's like you know i can kind of use them to my own like advantage here so it's you know what you know whether it be outrunning somebody or leaving them to get you know uh beat to death by like a biker gang of like the future or something else. If, uh, if, if there's some people around me who I don't like, um, sucks to be them, but I live to see another day. Asshole. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, Pretty motherfucker. Much. 
If everybody knows, watch yeah. out if uh, Lex says he's got your back. That's right. <laughs> yes, he does. He'll make sure Lex is the kind of guy where if that sort of shit happens, he won't just try to outrun you. He'll like cut your Achilles or slice the back of your hamstring just so he has a bit more of a competitive edge. Yeah, because I'm pretty slow. Mm-hmm. That's right. So what about you, Tim? Any thoughts, any topics, anything that comes to mind? Um, anything that uh, might perhaps... Toughened your nipples, didn't it? If not, if, <laughs> if, if, if not, if you need a few minutes here just to think about it, Tim, I, I do have another topic here for like the group. But um, I got I got something. This is a, okay. a little bit less serious than some of the other stuff. But in the post-apocalyptic <laughs> scenario, um, you know, survival is more than just not dying. Uh, mental health, I think, is very important. And I was wondering, like, in terms of entertainment and ways to keep your your mind from going, uh, like, what would you want to have that you could keep uh, in a post-apocalyptic scenario to to keep you sane? Hmm. You got to start off. Yeah. All uh, right. Off. Yeah. Well, I was going to just go with a volleyball, but, you know, that's been, been done in the movie. <laughs> so, uh, uh, honestly, I think uh, I've, I've been playing a lot of board games and, and tabletop role playing games pretty much my whole life. And only recently since the pandemic have I gotten into uh, specific uh, board games that have like single player modes where you just play against the, the, the like automated rules of the game. So Tim wants to play with himself. Basically, I would just, yeah, I would, I would play with myself a lot. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's a sound clip for you. That, that oh, yes. and it writes itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit, what was the question again? Oh, what my God. <laughs> how would you entertain yourself? What would you want to, what would you want to bring with you or how would you entertain yourself? Oh shit. Um, well, you know, I, I was saying about what Art said earlier with the glasses and that made me think of, uh, Burgess Meredith and Twilight Zone. I think it was. Oh yeah. The last his very first episode. When he breaks his glasses and can't read. Enough well, time or not, time enough or something. It was or? not the first episode. Oh, it's not. It, I don't believe so. No. Um, but it was, it was the first episode, if I recall correctly, that he starred in just cause he was in multiple Twilight Zone episodes. Uh, but, uh, you know, where he, you know, he just wants to, he just likes to read and then the world ends and he's the only person left and he has, you know, he's just about to kill himself. Then he realizes, Hey, there's, there's a library here. I can finally spend all my time reading. And then the dumbass breaks his glasses. And he apparently has that, you know, has vision like Helen Keller because he can't even hold the, the book close to his face and everything's just a blur. So, uh, uh, I would, Oh boy, I don't know. It's uh, that's all to say. Uh, I would want my glasses, I guess. Art, Art, I kind of got confused. Uh, can Can you help me out here? No, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to have to go ahead and let you let you work this one out yourself. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so I would definitely want my bbj skills uh because i um you know i'm getting pretty darn good with chokes and with kimuras and americanas and such and so if i go up uh Boring. Re, remember in the book of eli when he uh when he fights against the biker gang in the bar now i'm not as badass that i can fight you like you mean 10 with guys the machete 
if it, look, I'm not as badass that I can fight 10 guys at the same time, but if they all came up to me, you know, one by one, one at a time, I might be able to sink a flip more in here and there and make them cry. So, um, I think if you set me and my other BJJ, I have to say it properly, uh, BBJ citizens on the world, uh, we could start our own uh, society and it would be pretty fucking cool. So, yeah, BBJ, BJJ, whatever it is. BBJ. Well, uh, this, this answer is exactly how I'd entertain myself the entire time. Wait, entertain yourself. I, 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 I was going to have. I got confused. No one was looking. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, kid. I, I think I drank too much. I, <laughs> I was all by myself. BBJ. Well, that's just embarrassing. I have to start. All by myself. Whatever. I just jerk off a lot since you just want to talk through it. <laughs> Pray well, cool doing his goddamn his best. Well, you know what? Um, so I I was wrong because I was talking about BBJ as a skill. However, I would practice BBJ in the apocalypse as well. Just to keep my just to keep my skills honed. With with what? Well, you know, there are grappling dummies and such. So, you know, that Oh would, yeah, that's real fucking hard. <laughs> that would be to go my, against a dummy that can fight back. <laughs> That would be my Wilson the volleyball. Thank you very much. Uh huh. Uh, what would you Could do be... to Wilson? Huh? What would you do to Wilson if you could? Well, uh, along with practicing my skills, just like you guys, I, I would play with myself with him. I thought you'd fuck. I thought you'd fuck Wilson. Well, uh, that, that's kind of the implication there, isn't it? I'd fuck a Wookie <laughs> and a volleyball. Apparently, but you're not helping me out. So uh, whoever that is. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. All right. Um, all right. So getting back to, um, uh, you know, because I did mention another topic. Um, when I think survivalism, I think going back to my very first question, you know, the like apocalypse, stuff like that. Um, the thing that always <laughs> the thing that always cracks me up about these doomsday prepper shows and whatnot is a, like you know people will build this huge like guard station this this overlook area above their house saying you know we're here if like the government comes for, for, for us one day you know come completely not understanding the fact that you know a plane or a tank or something like that could just blow that out of the sky if you know what i mean so i mean it's i guess my question is how would you what is a practical way you all think of preparing for the apocalypse? So, you, you, you know, back in like the era of the Cold War, you know, people were building shelters and such. Um, personally, um, I have a pantry. Um, if uh, so, uh, you know, I have a, a I have a basement. So, uh, again, I am completely expecting to be vaporized when one comes if that's how the world ends and uh but if i do last a while i would like to think that my pantry will hold me out and, and i'm not going to dig a dig a hole and 
into the side of the hill and try to hide out in there because it's, you know, it's, it, it, it's not going to last that, that long, let's be honest. But um, I would, I would think that as far as doomsday prepping goes and such, you know, having a decent pantry, maybe having a few friends on your street that you trust that you could maybe perhaps cultivate a garden with or something like that. That's the extent as far as I would go uh, with doomsday prepping guys. Am I wrong here? What would you do differently if you knew that the big one, you know, could very well come soon. So that, that actually brings up a good point. And when, when we're talking about survivalism, like there doesn't seem to be like a real uh, consensus on exactly what it means or what it is to be a survivalist. And like, I always see these doomsday preppers like stocking up like, a bunch of guns and like you know canned food and like all this stuff and it's like all right so you have all these these cans of food and a bunch of guns but you have no actual survival skills you don't know how to do anything you're yeah. going to run out of food and you're still going to die yeah like i think the biggest thing for me would be actually prepping by learning how to do things like it, it's important to, to know how to you know purify water and have some systems and things like that it's important to know how to catch food if you're not gonna have, if you're in an area where you can set out some snares even for small game like you know squirrels rabbits things like that if you have those guns you know learn how to hunt uh, you know things like that I think skills are more important than anything else and community if you actually have other people around of course um, you know if you live in an area where you don't have access to like uh woods or something like that you're not going to be going out hunting deer but uh you know in that case i think the community thing is a big thing make sure people know how to like grow food stuff like that i just i think skills are way more important than stuff when it comes to this and i think that's the thing that everybody focuses on with survivalism is the stuff and i think they're wrong what say you are well, I would be inclined to agree with this gentleman here. Look what's happening in the world. You kill a deer, a shotgun, a 22 rifle, and a 9mm pistol. A sidearm. Just for safety's sake. And that's what you do by prepping. We all want to change something in this world. I hope to do something significant. I get a phone call. So, uh, this guy seems to be an expert on gardening. Yeah, not much more than that. We talked for weeks. He's on the phone, sitting out front of the house. He's telling me that he's got a car stuck two miles outside town that I gotta go help him with. And proceed to... It sounds like exactly the sort of <laughs> shit I'd get into. Because <laughs> I would just talk to random people from the internet and learn all the skills I could. Apparently, that's what this prepper guy does, in addition to carrying a bunch of firearms unnecessarily in a small suburban town. Yeah. Uh, what was I the question? Hey, hey, sound like me. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> What's the question again? Um, <laughs> I, um, I uh, do have one last, uh, one last topic, unless uh, Art, Tim, unless you have something different. Uh, is there anything else? You guys would care to bring up? I was just gonna make a comment. I wonder how many people could actually like hunt a deer, like shoot it, but I have no idea how to skin and gut and See, clean that's it up the and trick. cook it's, it. <laughs> other other than getting through that for some people is the psychological difficulty of pulling the trigger or killing an animal. The real bitch is cleaning it. 
So yeah. that's the part where you, that's where you show your stones, you know. Um, yeah, but I think I played Red be- Dead Redemption too, so I, I'm pretty sure I know how by now. You know, I I twirl the knife and I stick it in and I say, "Oh there, oh you're a messy." But I think Jesus but Christ, it, and then all of a sudden I have like four pounds of meat. Yeah, but but that goes back to the whole idea of like how people, you know, how people will say they they think that they could never do that, but if you're put into a desperate situation. Everybody learns. That, Look, everybody yeah, learns eventually. It's just, you're going to have trouble the first time or two. Um, you know, there's there's a podcast I listen to that's all about surviving various situations. And there's been tons of times where they always talk about the first time somebody had to clean or kill something or whatever. And, you know, you figure it out when you're in that situation because, you know, these people end up being stuck or stranded for months, if not years, wherever they are. So, yeah, you, you learn. But I'm sure it's pretty gnarly, and you yak the you yak significantly the first time. So, well, speaking of food, um, you know, I'm reminded of you know talking about the zombie apocalypse and survivalism. There, um, of, of course, of course, the great movie Zombieland, where you know Woody Harrelson's character—I don't remember his—I don't don't remember the character's name. Sorry, but you know, is obsessed with the whole idea of Twinkies. Oh yeah. So Get that one last Twinkie. Yeah. So my question is, you know, taking into, I guess we have to kind of take into account uh, sell by dates and expiration dates here. Hopefully they're years in like the future. What is the one thing that you would want to stock up on for the apocalypse? And you know what, since I'm asking the question, of course, I will answer this first. Um, I'm going to take a page out of Zombieland and say that I would think that Tasty Cakes uh, hostess cakes, little Debbie cakes would last a long time. Um, I know nothing natural about them. So yeah, I I know they don't last indefinitely. Like, you know, has been joked about, you know, Twinkies, you know, will last until like the end of time, but they will last for hopefully years. And, you know, I, I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I know that there's a lot of bad shit inside of them, but I love little Debbie stuff. You know, the cosmic brownies, the zebra cakes, the peanut butter bars, Hostess, you have those awesome cupcakes with the little vanilla icing there in the middle. Tasty cakes, you have, you know, the peanut butter candy cake. Oh, man, dude, I would totally fuck a, a tasty cake butterscotch crimpet. Pretty sure you have, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember that party in college on a that's dare? Where the cream, that's where the cream comes from. <laughs> but, oh. but, but, yeah, I would... That if, if you know just you know just just back up like the truck, uh, you know, Hostess, Tasty Cake, Little Debbie, you name it. Uh, while I'm waiting to die in the apocalypse, I will at least be, I, I, I will at least be, at least my taste buds will be happy. Let's just put it that way. Hmm. Well, I'll uh, pick that one up and say uh, for me, a whole mess of beefaroni cans give me all that fucking beefaroni man it is a balanced meal it'll keep me sustained give me energy and the best benefit it'll give me some bitchin gas which i've always found to be a punchline at any point in time no matter what's going on in life a fart will always bring you up and beefaroni will do that in spades. So not only will it sustain me, but it'll also sustain my my soul and my body, but it'll sustain my spirit. 
so now so now i cheated because i was saying you know everything from little debbie and hostess and tasty cake you know couldn't you say like everything from chef boyardee but i don't want their lasagna i don't want their um spaghetti meatballs it just tastes not good to me uh for some reason i don't want the ravioli because it's way too much dough to meat ratio the beefaroni is a perfect meat to sauce to dough for the noodles ratio but what i will say i will add this then if i'm doing the beef uh the chef boyardee for a hot minute they made mac and cheese in a can oh my god and i would totally take that as well yes jesus and i don't even fucking need a microwave man i'll just crack that open give me a spoon and i'll take it to the face oh i bet you would god damn right <laughs> go ahead tim I think I'm actually going to go a slightly different route, uh, route than both of you guys. Uh, instead of went food I am, he went savory. <laughs> instead of food, I'm, I'm actually thinking beverages. Um, I I really don't like just drinking water. It, I don't, it's, it's I've never liked it. It's always bugged me. So I would probably want. Um, I mean, if it's like I have a warehouse basically that I can just store all this stuff in, and I have a ton of it, it would probably be like Arizona iced tea, the the green tea. <laughs> Um, if I'm trying to be more practical and have something I can like take with me on the go, I guess I could just grab like Kool-Aid packets instead. And that way I can put them into water wherever. But uh, yeah, the Arizona tea is probably the uh, the go-to. I, I like how we each pick things that at some point will kill us. <laughs> I mean, you two are going to get the diabetes right off the, the bat. <laughs> but for me, I'm just going to die from a clogged artery. So it's, it's great. The only thing that concerns me with tea is that I'm assuming with survivalism that, that that you're living on your own, that there's no electricity, stuff like that. So wouldn't it all be warm? I mean, if it's in, if in a relatively cool, dark area or something like that, it's fine. Yeah, and it depends on and where honestly, you are. You know, if Arizona you, tea is good hot, too. If you go somewhere where there's a cool stream, all you got to do is just, like, you know, tie the container and drop it into the, the, the stream and let that chill it. So Wait, is this true or... Yeah. or, or or, or, or are you just making this up? No, you can actually cool things down if you have running water. Streams typically run colder. So if you have a running stream, it's, it's, it's like a fisherman's trick. You just bring your six-pack, you tie a line around the, the, the whatever, the ring set or whatever it's called, and leave it in the stream, and that, that will keep it cold. So it sounds like you do have some skills. Just there you go. I, as I long as I know how to keep my beer cold. As it, when it comes to drinking. That's right. God damn right. Uh, Joe. <laughs> Do you well, hold on, hold on. I was going to say that between okay. my, uh, my I, I, I'm, I'm just going back to the, well, multiple times this episode, but between my BBJ skills, your BBJ. survival skills, and Tim's video game skills, um, I always <laughs> video games, um, I, I think we can make a pretty good uh, triumvirate here, here in the apocalypse. That's the way we're all long we'd last, but you know, it'd be be a valiant effort at least. And uh since I'm the slowest one here, I would be the one who would get eaten first by a death claw. So. The first thing I'm doing is finding Kevlar to put on my uh, Achilles and uh, my <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Gonna go find some old plate mail armor and just wear it around my legs. But yes, art was starting to lead us into my favorite time of the episode. And what is that art? Oh, I don't know, maybe! Uh, uh, 
Lex load. By the way, uh, Art was correct earlier when he said the movie On the Beach. Uh, I definitely do have to check that out at some point um, because it's been forever since I've seen it. Um, I wanted to bring up specifically, of course, I can't find the damn thing now, but, um, you know, getting back to current events, um, of course, um, there's a lot of bad shit happening in the world right now, which again makes us think about, you know, hey, is 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 the time coming? Uh, one of the things that's, of course, dragging on, it's been over 100 days now, is the war in Ukraine, uh, where that Vladimir Putin, Pooty Poot, as George W. Bush used to call him, is, <laughs> is being a ginormous asshole. Um, and I, I believe a Russian minister said recently that uh, the, that the four horsemen are starting to ride. So uh, for for my <laughs> for my Lex load this week, I wanted to talk briefly about the four horsemen because I've always been a bit confused with that you know with that distinction because you have death, war, famine, and pestilence. I think that you know there have been times where the names have been changed around a little bit, but for but for the most part, those four. And, you know, death and war, okay, I, I kind of get because although, you know, usually somebody's dying, I, if it's bad, I would assume it's in time of war, you know, so, you know, let's not split hairs here. But pestilence makes you think too hard. So, because uh, that's you know, a big okay, word, it's a big word, it's a big word. And people, for the most part, are really fucking stupid so um in fact at my job and we're not gonna and we're not gonna say where i work or anything else for obvious reasons but you know i'm told that when it moved that when joe with... happens to work at the united states <laughs> <laughs> um you are told that you have to speak to everybody you know when you're sending out letters and such um at a seventh grade education and uh <laughs> pestilence i think might be it might be a little bit hard so did you just say a lot of people get really sick <laughs> well well and that's my whole thing is that you know isn't it for the lex load this week i wanted to talk about the four horsemen because it's i think that those names are old and broken uh you know death and like i, I said heard, as it were the noise of thunder one of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. Is that Pat Robertson? Johnny Cash, you ass. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but, it didn't sound like Johnny Cash. He was very old and practically dead at this point. <laughs> yes. So we're gonna, are we going to re-up these, these horses to modern things? I would think that you can come up with with more modern names like you know. Oh, I got one already. Please, please say FOMO. It. The horse is called FOMO because that's the sort of shit that people will just die of. Fear of missing out. Isn't that a thing these days? The kids are like, oh, I got the FOMO. I, are you, I mean, are you try or, or you actually want me to use another word instead of pestilence? I so if you're saying 
FOMO, then I would say like planking. <laughs> That's great. Okay, I'm, I'm done with that. Even though planking was like what 2014, but it's cool. It's coming back. It's coming back. Apparently. Oh, it's it's coming back. Okay. That's what I've heard. Uh, there could be. Uh, I don't know. You know, walking on like the third rail. It's like you know those those names are old and dusty. You know, that's all I'm trying to say is that is that you know it's well for well for one thing, like I said, death and war. I've always had issues with because they it, it seems like the same thing to me almost. Like yes, I I, I get people die in more than just war, but you know, I mean, and, well, people die from all of those above. I say ultimately, death is the. The, like the one because all the other three things lead to death but that's what i'm saying you know <laughs> death should not be a thing then it should be right. like hemorrhoids yes there that's especially Promo, or planking or or i don't know I, I you know you know getting getting drunk and lost in a, a subway system at 3 a.m. in the morning of Washington, D.C. And that, that could do costing it. <laughs> a fire extinguisher at the cops when when they find you after you burst through a door. That, Shit like that. It's that like, do it's, it. Now. Yeah. You know. Yes. And I'd have gotten away with it, too. It wasn't for these blasted kids and their dogs. All I'm trying to say is modernize the names or at the very least just make one COVID. All right. Yeah, that's right. So then we'll have um covid we'll have putin we'll have um um i don't know something political about food hemorrhoids hemorrhoids sure hemorrhoids and um i don't know the new world order i don't fucking (laughs) ass cancer ass cancer not you know what asshole cancer how about that let's be really specific and that is this week's lex load oh yeah Ah, 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 I'm dropping Lex load. Ah, oh, what a day it's been, huh? We survived it, though. Ooh. Whoa, hey there. Bring the full circle. Yeah. Speaking uh, about be, full circle. Any... Be, oh, hold on, B. Yes. Before we talk about the Patreon and all that horse shit, you know, you know <laughs> we should we should um, talk to Tim and just see if there's anything he he, he would like to plug because it always. Of course, like, I was going to lean it over towards no, him. I mean, I wanted no, to know about me. where his video game is because I know Mountain Goat's doing their thing, and I'd like to know where we can play it. And is it going to be on on the app stores or is it going to be on box. the internets or the the game box or the play the play box or whatever <laughs> where, where can we find your sexy game so uh life's thrown a few curveballs my way and it's not quite as far along as uh, i'd like but you can follow me on social media uh mountain goat games uh, at uh instagram uh, facebook and uh, on twitter it's uh, abbreviated mntn goat games uh and you can follow progress as i'm making the game um i haven't actually given it a title yet that's one of the things i'm working on but uh i've it's solved a lot of it said i think solved we should a lot call of it asshole cancer these <laughs> technical problems and it's uh getting to a point where it's it's, it's getting close so we'll be seeing big updates soon hopefully well just make okay, sure you right. send me that information i'll put it in the show notes we'll uh, do because lord knows i don't listen to this again when i edit it so it's all good <laughs> Uh, Joe, do you have anything special you'd like to talk about, promote, or push on the people? Anything? Uh, 
I'm going on vacation tomorrow, so yay. Oh, yay. Going down the ocean, hon. So if how long gonna you, how, your smorgasbord, baby. <laughs> oh god. How long are you gonna be down there for? Uh how long are you gonna be there for? Uh just a few nights with the fam. Alright, so chances are if you're listening to this on the day of release, Joe is no longer at the beach. Uh, if you happen to be in the Ocean City, Maryland area, go look for him at Paul Revere's Smorgasbord. He'll be the one taking up the handicap stall and leaving a hell of a mess. That's all we got for you this week. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you to our guest, Tim. Tim, thank you for your survivalism skills. Ah, wait, we didn't hear your fucking hypothermia story. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Fuck. There. All right. Well, tell us your hypothermia story, and then we'll 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 start the whole goddamn thing over again. I just figured there would be a natural segue at some point, but uh, all right. There's no, nothing natural um, about how this thing is. We just shoehorn things in left and right. Well, it kind of ties into the thing I was talking about uh, having like stuff and not skills, like having equipment, not knowing what to do. Um, we used to uh, go camping a lot. We do a lot of hiking, and uh, this particular story takes place on the Appalachian Trail. I don't remember exactly where, um, somewhere in Virginia, not that that narrows it down considering Virginia has the most trail miles of any state, but it was about three and a half, four hours from home. So I'm, I'm, I'm certain that it was in one of the sections in Virginia. Uh, at any rate, uh, it was like December or January. It was cold. It was snowy. We were hiking. We were uh, setting up camp for the night and mm. My brother, uh, being the genius that he was as a teenager, um, decided that he wasn't going to set his tent up properly. Now, he actually did have the skills to do it, but decided not to. And he basically just like slid into his sleeping bag and then slid into the tent as if it was another sleeping bag outside of his sleeping bag. Ha! So uh, the next morning we all get up. Uh, <laughs> one of the guys who's camping right next to him, uh, his boots had gotten uh, kind of frozen over somehow. Um, turns out my brother had peed in them in the middle of the night. Oh. Because he didn't know what he was doing because he was already starting to like hallucinate, apparently. Oh, wow. <laughs> in the morning, we were getting ready to, to pack up and leave, and he just kept staring like off into this one like snowbank. And everybody like, went over to him, like, what's going on? He's like, the snow's, snow's laughing at me. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was pretty messed up. Uh, we we, we uh, kind of checked him as other symptoms, you know, checked to see how he felt and everything. And yeah, he was freezing. So we uh, had uh, someone pick him up and drive him home. And even after four hours in the car with the heat, like on full blast, they took his temperature when we got home. It was like 96 still. Whoa. So, shit. Uh, that goes to show you, you can have the right stuff. And if you don't use it properly, you could still die. Wow. Shit. <laughs> It's funny now because he didn't. Or you know. <laughs> Oops, wrong button. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, yes. Where were we? Here we are. Oh, yeah. So, uh, thank you to our guest, Tim, for coming on and talking about survivalism and sharing a story about how his brother almost died while camping in the Appalachian Trail. Uh, thanks to Joe for bringing absolutely nothing to the table, as usual. And thanks to me, just for even bothering to get up and be here. We have a Patreon. I think it's at patreon.com slash that was disappointing. I don't know. Google it. If you really care that much, you'll find us. Uh, you can find us otherwise at thatwasdisappointing.com. 
uh, on, on Facebook and uh, in a butthole near you. Uh, until next time, please stay safe out there and, uh, you know, don't trust Joe when there's a death claw. If you see the flash, run towards it. <laughs> yep, sounds about right. I got the blues. I got the blues. I got the alcoholic. No more beer, my heart. Hard to cheer. Goodbye, whiskey. I used to sing for And you come in again. Again. Oh, that was disappointing. Oh, that was. There you go. That's what I mean. So rhino beetle larvae there. You can just eat them. Eat them raw. When they're cooked, they're a bush delicacy. And at this time of year, there's plenty of them here. No wonder they fry them. <laughs>